I'm Alicia. Can everybody hear me? Uh, hear me now? <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm a grateful member of Alateen, and soon I'll be a grateful member of Al-Anon also. I'm transitioning. I was born August 22nd, 1989, and I was born to an alcoholic and drug addict father, and my mom is not, but she could be, (laughs) (laughs) and they got divorced when I was two, and my mom met my stepdad, and they got married when I was about five, and so I went to my dad's house every other weekend. And he was drinking really bad, and I guess he was drugging also, but I was daddy's little girl and didn't know that. I thought he was perfect until I got older. And um, he started going to AA and NA when I was about six years old. So I grew up around the program. So when everybody would stand up and say, you have one day or two years or whatever, I'd stand up every time because... I mean, I had more than most people there. I thought I was cool. <laughs> and I started going to Alateen when I was about 11. 11 or 12. And I don't know. Let's see. Childhood was, to me, it was good. because With my dad, it was good because I only went to his house every other weekend and he was drinking and I guess other stuff, which I don't know about or didn't know about. And um, going to dad's house was always fun because I got to do what I want. And I didn't get to do that at my mom's because I had siblings at my mom's house and not at my dad's house. And I learned something when I was older that my dad would try to buy me things. I guess that was his way of showing that he loved me. And I knew that he loved me, but I guess him buying the things, I guess he thought that I'd love him more. And I didn't understand. Like, one time, he was drinking so bad, and he didn't have a car at the time. And I wanted to go skating. And I wanted to see my friends, and it was the most important thing that ever happened. And he called a taxi, and I rode a taxi to the skating ring by myself. Why I did this, I don't know. Why he let me, I don't know. All that matters is that I'm safe, and it was okay. And I don't understand now why I did that, but, I mean, I guess when you're eight, nine years old, it just matters that you see your friends and you have fun. But with my mom's house, I had a stepdad and two sisters, and my mom adopted my two cousins. So there was a bunch of children, and I didn't always get my way. I always tried, but it didn't work. And my stepdad is also an alcoholic, but he he wasn't... I love him dearly, and, I mean, he's taught me a lot of things, but he he is com- the complete opposite of my dad. And I know he loves me, but to me, growing up, I hated him because I felt like he didn't treat me like he, he, I was his daughter, but I know he did now that I think about it. He just, they're, they're just so different, I didn't know. And I tell, and everybody that I tell, I have two dads, cause I, I really do. I have a father and I have a daddy. And so, 
But I started Owl Team when I was 11 years old. And I had fun. That's why I went. Because I had friends and I could tell them everything and it was okay. And at 11, probably 11 through probably 13, I didn't know what was going on. I just thought I was going to have fun. And then we we went on trips. We went to Florida and South Carolina. We went to their outing conferences, and we went to Georgia conferences and conventions and assemblies. And it was all fun. But probably about the age 14, 15, somewhere around there, I started getting into the outing stuff, like with the principles above personalities and anonymity and the steps and traditions and slogans. Today, they are so dear to my heart. They mean so much to me. And I use it wherever I'm at, not just in when I'm in the Alateen meeting. And the serenity prayer gets me through everything every day. <laughs> um, and I see the kids that go in and out of Alateen, and I don't, I don't see how they don't stay because I guess it means so much to me. And when I first came in, I was afraid of Alanons. <laughs> I really was. But now I, some of my closest friends are Alanons, and y'all are the greatest people. I love y'all so much. <laughs> if y'all aren't here, I don't know what I'd do. Um, let's see. Um, I'm sorry. I have I have gotten my sisters when I first came to Alateen my stepdad and my mom they're still I wouldn't say against it but he's still an active alcoholic and my mom's still the active al- alcoholic's wife <laughs> and so <laughs> and I mean, I, was, I, I don't live with my mom anymore and I and I spent a night Thursday to um so I could come and the, the only thing she said was me is don't speak about me don't say anything about me and this is what I told her I said okay I'll leave my mom out of the whole story like she she wasn't never there <laughs> and I mean and but the greatest gift to me right now is that my I got uh my sisters are able to come now and after my sisters were able to come my cousins some of my cousins started coming and the greatest that's the greatest gift is giving them the program that I had I have. Um, but my dad, my real dad, he he was on he has been I I probably found out when I was probably fourteen or fifteen, but he has been a mess since the year before I was born. And I never knew that. <laughs> I just thought he'd drink. A little more than other people. And, um, what, um, he's, um, in the last probably three years, he's hurt me more than he's ever hurt me before. But with Alateen, I've learned that I can accept him and not let it bother me as bad as it could. He, um, he came to live, he, he was living in Florida and he came back and he lived in Georgia and he was clean. And we go down the AA and NA road again and then he goes out one day 
And he says to me, he says, I couldn't leave clean because I couldn't leave my kids if I were clean. So he goes out and he uses. And then he tells me. And then he leaves, which makes no sense in my head. I'm sure it does in his head somewhere. And I don't know. It hurt for him to leave again. And it's kind of like trusting him or not trusting him. It's like a game of Russian roulette. It's like, can you trust him or can you not? But, and Halatina has helped me accept that I can love him. Because I love him with all my heart. And I really do. I know he's hurt a lot of people, but I do love him. And, um... Well, I graduated high school this year, and um, I moved to Opelika, Alabama, and my dad comes back from Florida, and he's living with me now. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the struggle in itself, um, and he's drinking. I don't want to say he's using, but I do not know. I don't think he is, but I'm not going to say that, that he isn't. I mean, I... I don't know when he could do it, but I'm sure he did it for seven, or probably 10, 12 years without me knowing it, so I guess. But um, without Alatine, I wouldn't be here today. I got pregnant when I was 15 years old and had my son when I was 16. And I honestly think without Alatine that I wouldn't have been able to graduate high school and that I wouldn't be starting college. And... And a lot of people look down on teenage mothers, but for me, he saved my life. Because I think I would have been down a complete different path than I am now. Um, let's see. But AA, going when I was little, was always so amazing to me because you'd walk in there and everybody would hug you and everybody would love you. And then after, we'd all go out to eat. And I got to hang out. I was probably the only kid most of the time. And I get to hang out with all these old older people and it was so cool because they'd have, <laughs> they were older when I was six years old. <laughs> but um, it was, it was so fun because they, they, I don't want to say they treat me like I was an adult, but I get to sit and I get to eat with them and listen to their conversations. And it was so fun. And to, I mean, I don't know if all six years old, six year olds like to do that, but I did. <laughs> and we go where I'm from in LaGrange. That we have campouts with the AA, the NAs, and Alanons and Alatines. And I remember going to the campouts, and I was always a little AA kid, I guess. And I go to the campout, and it was just so much fun. So, I mean, I've always been around recovery, and that's a good thing. Um, and the transitioning into Alanon. I was supposed to start that a month ago. I'm scared. I mean, and I think I would have done it a lot better if I was still in my city that I, I know the Alanons, but it's scary being in a whole different city and a whole different state. It's scary. But if all Alanons are as nice as y'all are, it's cool. <laughs> but, um, let's see. My favorite, I have, some people have like one favorite slogan, but I use them all every day. And, I think the one that I've learned the most from is listening <laughs> because 
I like to talk a lot. <laughs> and and I've learned that if I listen, I learn a lot more than if I just talk. And my favorite thing to do is to listen to everybody. I could, if I had a year, I would sit down with every one of you and just let you talk to me. I would love that. <laughs> and the first thing's first. That one's hard. Because... It's hard for me to prioritize. <laughs> I can't figure out which one should go first or which one I want to go first. Um, but I'm, I'm working on that one. To keep it simple. But I try to keep it too simple. <laughs> um, but the being around the recovery since I was six to A and anything, it was a good thing, but it also was a hard thing also because I mean, I was so used to going to my dad's house every other weekend, and then every Friday and every Saturday we'd go to a meeting. And when he wasn't sober and he wasn't clean, we didn't go to meetings. So I didn't know where we were, where we were going to end up. And most, I mean, he's probably did some pretty awful things. I don't remember because he was always perfect little daddy. But um, I was safe. Well, I'm safe now. I don't know if I was safe then. And, I mean, that was that was different to me because we weren't there anymore. I didn't understand. I mean, I knew that he went to this place, but I didn't understand why he went and the whole, it was a disease and all this stuff at the time. And I remember he lived beside this lady and um, I still know her today, but she, um, she, um, he would go and I don't know where you'd go, but I'd stay with her a lot. I know that. But, I mean, and I guess it hurt me that i go to my dad's every other weekend and not see my dad. And then probably when I was about 11-ish, he'd, he'd had plenty of girlfriends. But, I mean, he'd had some pretty awful ones. He had one one time who was an alcoholic also, and she threw up in the floor and expected me to clean it up. <laughs> I told her to take me to my mom's house. I'd never come back. <laughs> I mean, and he had some pretty awful ones. He never, he always chose his daughter over his girlfriends, which was a good thing, I guess. But, but when I was 11, I guess I'd say he got the most serious girlfriend he'd ever had, I guess I'd say. And, um, and I and that I think that is the point of my of my life that he got the worst that I remember, and he would um, I go to his house every other week every other weekend. But at that time I had started I was older, and I knew I got what I wanted at my dad's house, so I'd go to my dad's house about every weekend. And for a while, he um, he would not he would not even be home. So I call her my stepmom, but she's not. But they were together forever, so she is. But um, but I would go to my dad's, but I wouldn't really go to my dad's. I'd go to their house and hang out with my stepmom all weekend, which at the time, or I was, at the beginning of the relationship, I was really mean. I just locked myself in a room and not talked to her. <laughs> but, I mean... And I didn't know that he was using as bad as he was, or I didn't know he was using at all, but now I know it was extremely bad. And 
Um, so uh, he'd leave, but he'd he'd leave what he, what he tells me. But I don't I don't really remember what time he'd leave. But he's also a workaholic, so he'd work constantly. He was he was always an alcoholic and a drug. And if he was clean, he was a workaholic. So he just traded one for the other. And I wouldn't say either one of them's good because when he was working, he was never home ever. He'd work twenty four hours straight. And then sleep for like three hours. And I don't know if he was using. Maybe he was, I guess, since he was working so long. But, but, um, but I, when I'd go to my dad's house, he wouldn't be there. And for a while, I guess it, it hurt me because I'd always been daddy's little girl and I wanted daddy there. And, but, um, oh, I remember one of the meanest things he ever done to me, which I think is the meanest thing. Well, when I was like, I think it was my 12th birthday, right before my 12th birthday, I want to say, I broke my jaw in three places. And it was right before my birthday. And he decides we're going to go to Pizza Hut for my birthday because you can drink beer at Pizza Hut. <laughs> and he, he promised me that he, they had soup and I could eat. Pizza Hut doesn't have soup. <laughs> so I'm sitting there starving to death. And my dad's drinking beer and eating pizza. It was real fun. <laughs> and, I, I mean, you may not think it's mean, but to me, at 12 years old, I thought it was mean. I mean, but I know that it was the disease. I mean, I know that I'm sure he didn't do it intentionally. And, but to this, right now, I, I thank God that my dad was using at the time that he was with my stepmom because I, de- I developed a relationship that I'll have forever. And she has, she has my little brother and that's great. So my brother and my son are only four months apart, <laughs> but that's good. And, but I mean, she's great and she's an Al Anon also. And she, um, and she helped, and she's an Alateen sponsor also. <laughs> and she helps so much because she was there with me. And she knew what was going on. She knew a lot more than I did. <laughs> but, I mean, she, we had, we, we experienced the same thing, but we have different feelings about them, I guess I could say. And with my stepdad, um, he, um, He's a beer drinker, but he's more of a liquor drinker. But he drinks brown liquor, and he's okay when he's drinking brown liquor. But when he's drinking vodka, he gets mean, really mean. And um, he used to, when I was real little, he used to be a partier. He'd go the way out in the country, and they have these big parties, and he went to them. But as I got older, he was a he'd sit at home in his chair and drink, and He's the, how's he say it, rooster of the house or something. He is the king of the world, and anything you say is wrong. And do not argue with him because it's not right, no matter what. You can look it up on the Internet, and the encyclopedia. Anyway, it's still not right. And <laughs> But for for a while, I didn't understand that he could discipline me, I guess. <laughs> And I didn't listen to him, but I learned real quick. <laughs> but, um, let's see. He, 
I have a relationship with him today, but, and he's, st- he's still an al- active al- alcoholic, but, and, but he still scares me because my sister still lived there. But I, I mean, I, you want to think that he'd never do anything to hurt somebody he loves, but you don't know because they're drinking. I mean, it it messes with them, I guess. Um, I, I don't know. I remember, like, an incident that happened when I was real little, but I'm not going to tell you because, like, I don't remember it, but I remember it. You know what I'm saying? I remember it, but I don't remember. I'm not, I don't know if it's factual. Like, I know what I remember of it, but not. But, I mean, all I remember is somehow, like, he held a gun to my mom's head or something. But we were so little, we were hiding under the bed. <laughs> and... um. But I have a family of alcoholics. My mom has five brothers, and out of the five brothers, for a fact, three of them are alcoholics. My grandpa's an alcoholic, but he's he has not drank in a lot of years. I don't know how many years. It's a, like probably like before my mom was born. But I remember I went to my cousin's wedding this year, and my uncle, he's a nurse, and like I don't see him a lot, and and where we live, um, there's a lot of drinking and there's a lot. And he told me to get out of there. He said I needed to move somewhere else. And, and, he, said, and he said, I begged my mom for years and years to leave, but she wouldn't. I mean, and I'm, I'm just, and, and I like growing up because I learned more stuff about my life that I didn't know because I guess I'm older and I'm allowed to know now. <laughs> but, um, but to, to me, my my grandpa's changed a lot. He married a forty year old lady, and he's seventy. And she only comes around the first of the month. If you know what I mean, <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> but I think he has Alzheimer's or something because there's something wrong with him for real. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's changed, and I, I I really do think that he has Alzheimer's or something that's he's just not the same. There's something, he's getting older. <laughs> but, and he told me the other day, I was like, her name, her name's like Anita or something, but they call her Harley or something, I don't know. But look, he told, I went to see him the other day, and he's like, I wish you'd come back, I love her so much. And I'm like, I just don't see what he sees in her, but I can't change him. <laughs> My stepdad's dad was an alcoholic also. And I wouldn't know that either because that's my papa, and he's the sweetest man ever now. But he was an alcoholic probably 20 years ago too. But when he had grandkids, I guess he wasn't anymore. And I've heard my stepdad tell stories about how he was so mean, like he locked him in a room for 18 weeks one time because there were six kids also, and so there was like the favorite and then the one they didn't like at all or something. And... And then I look at this person, and, like, both my grandpas are sober without AA. But they probably should be an AA. (laughs) At least one of them should. But, but, I mean, to me, he's my papa, and he never heard a fly, and he was the sweetest man ever. (laughs) But and And you can change. I know that. 
by looking at those examples. And my dad's mom, which is my granny pap, she, um, we lived with her for a while when I was, my dad lived with her and I'd go over there every other weekend a while when I was little. And my dad got so mad at her one year, I remember, because we went shopping right before Christmas and she said she had to buy candy to put in my stocking. And I thought Santa Claus was real. And my dad got so mad at her because she told me that she put stuff in my stocking. <laughs> but she, um, she's a weird human being. She, um, I guess that she loves me. <laughs> I mean, she's my grandma, so I guess she has to love me. But she doesn't, I guess she has to love everybody around her because she, she doesn't know how to show that she loves you. Like, when I get off the phone with anybody, like, this close to me, my mom, my dad, my grandparents, anything, I say I love you. Because I don't know. I might not see them tomorrow. But, I mean, she said I love you like that, but she's never shown love. But I guess that goes back to her childhood or something that she doesn't, she doesn't know how to love. And she, well, when I live with my mom, I just moved about a month ago. But when I live with my mom, she lived less than five minutes down the road. And I saw her. At Christmas time. And it wasn't even Christmas time. It was like two weeks later. She'd call and be like, I got a present. Will you come get it? And I'm like, and, um, but by the time I was two months and two days old, I had two major deaths in my family. One affected my mom and one affected my dad. My grandmother, which is my mom's mom, died the day after I was born. What I hear, she was waiting on me, is what my mom says. And she died of ovarian cancer. And it could have been prevented, but it wasn't. And my dad's brother committed suicide when I was two months and two days old. And my dad um, and him are very, very close. They were only like nine and a half or ten months apart. They weren't very close together and they grew up in um a group home a lot of their lives and with other families because my granny was didn't know how to love and didn't know how to take care of her children I guess or something and when he killed himself I guess that's when my dad went off the deep end and he couldn't accept the fact that his brother was gone I guess he was using it's just what he's told me and he gave me permission to talk about this but he gave he he um I, he tell he told me that he was using that maybe his brother would come back, and now that he's living with me, we talk a lot because I've never lived with my dad before. I mean, I've been to his house and stuff, but now I live with my dad, and he's still he's still drinking. But I don't I I have that heart that I have to help him. <laughs> but. And and he told me the other day that we were at a camp out and we were sitting around a fire and we were talking about something or something at an AA camp out. And he said that that night he accepted that his brother was dead. But I don't know. He's still drinking. and But I've accepted that he's an alcoholic and I can't change him. I can only love him. Um, Let's see. But I'm living on my own now, and I didn't know groceries were so expensive. 
<laughs> I guess I just, that's what I was telling my mom the other day. I was like, I guess they just magic. I guess I thought that they just magically appeared in your cabinet or something. <laughs> and it's hard. Um, I'm working at Cracker Barrel, waitress. <laughs> and I'm working and taking care of my son and I have my own apartment. And I'm taking a year off from graduating high school and I'm going to start college either this spring or next fall, but I am going. I want to be an RN. And a lot of people, everybody look, everybody thinks I'm so weird because the only dreams I have in life is I want to be an RN in a nursing home. <laughs> and everybody's like, no. And everybody's like, nobody wants to do that. And I'm like, that's my dream. That I, I, I'm a CNA, a certified nursing assistant. And I, I got to intern at the nursing home. And I fell in love with those people. They are the kindest people. Not all of them, but most of them. <laughs> Some of them will throw stuff at you. So you have to watch out. But, but, but I, I absolutely, I love them. And, I, could, I don't know if I could be a CNA the rest of my life, but an RN, yes. I mean, and that's my dream. And I, I remember when I was little, I always said I wanted to be a doctor. That's a lot of school. <laughs> and and without Alateen and without the program, I honestly think I wouldn't have graduated high school. I wouldn't have got out of Gray Hill, which is my community. I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have wanted to make better of my life than my family has. And I've learned that I can't depend on anyone else. I have to do it by myself. Um, but when I was little, before Alateen, and before, I remember before I was six years old, before I went to AAA, and probably a little bit after that, when I didn't know what AA was, I just knew he went. <laughs> um, I thought that drinking was normal, that every family did it. And, well, that every family did it in excess, as they do. And and it was a way of life, and that everybody around me did it. So, I mean, it was the right thing to do. And now I know that I could have a better life than that, that I don't have to resort to alcohol or drugs, that I can... I can find my fix somewhere else. Um, and mine is Alateen and Al-Anon. Um, the hugs. That is the best thing about this program. I love people hugging me. <laughs> when I first walked in, I thought it was a little weird. <laughs> like, why are all these people I don't know hugging me? But, I mean, well, not I walked into Alateen, but Al-Anon. I meant AA. They all like to hug a bunch. <laughs> and and now I know why you do it. It makes newcomers. It really does. It makes them feel like they belong. It makes them feel like they're they they can be here. Um let's see. I remember a good thing my dad did. When I was in I want to say second or third grade, um I got Bell's palsy, which is a stroke, and this side of my face was paralyzed. For three months. And they, the doctor said it was because um, air got behind my eardrum and it paralyzed the side of my face. But all the kids were making fun of me, and so I didn't want to go to school. And, of course, picture day comes up, and my mom has pictures. But um, 
And all the kids were making fun of me, and I didn't want to go to school. And my dad, being and I being his little girl, he went to the school, and I swear he was going to beat them children for making fun of me. <laughs> I mean, and, I mean, he's he's he is a good dad. And anybody you know, I mean, anybody who knows my dad will tell you he is a great person. He, he is. Even when I, when I broke my jaw, he may have did that Pizza Hut thing, but I had a, I had a bars on the top of my mouth and I had to have wax and he was working like an hour away and the, they were cutting my mouth so bad it was bleeding. And, and, um, I had to have wax for my mouth to put in it and he drove an hour just to bring it to me. And, and I was in ninth grade and the ladies in the front office, he said, he said, will you give this to Alicia Barrett? And they said, yes. And he said, will you tell them that her daddy loves her? They said, excuse me? We've never had a daddy walk into the school, a dad walk into the school and say that. Do you want me to call her up? And he was like, yeah. And he, and he still tells me he thinks I'm so weird because I had SpongeBob pajamas on and flip flops, but it was pajama day at school. <laughs> I would wear them every day if they let me get away with it. I would have, but, um, And I've had so many great experiences through this program, and I wouldn't, I would have never had this many friends. <laughs> because, like, even like when we went to South Carolina and Florida, as soon as they walk, you walk through the door, they're your friends. They're instantly. They don't care where you come from, who you are. They, they just, and you can talk to them. I, I still talk to some of them in South Carolina, and that's probably like three or four years ago. And, um, and you just get in a conversation and it seems like you have, you pretty much have the same story. No, you don't have the same story, but you have the same story, but, um, you're just alike in some way that bonds you together. And that's great to me because I graduated high school in May this year and I look back on my four years of high school and I don't remember any friends. I, those people, I talk to everybody, but there ain't nobody that I pick up the phone today. If you look through my cell phone, Alateen friend, Alateen friend, Alateen friend, <laughs> everyone or Alan on friend, because those are the true people that I can really talk to. Because I had two best friends in high school. And, I mean, we're not friends anymore. Um, Um, the participation is the key to harmony. That I like that because when she asked me to speak, oh my God, I was so scared. I was so scared. I'm still scared, if you can't tell. <laughs> and but I mean, but that's the only way you can become happy is by helping somebody else by telling your story. Because I mean, and. As much as I was scared, everybody, everybody, I swear, like, 50 people told me the same thing. If you just touch one person, that's all that matters. And, and me doing this, maybe my sister will be up here one day. <laughs> um, I never want to leave this program. I want to be the person when you do the countdown, I want to be the last one standing one day. <laughs> I really do. <laughs>
Um, let's see. But I use these concepts and these slogans and everything. I use them in day-to-day life. Like before every test, my exams and stuff, I'd say the serenity prayer every time. <laughs> and I mean, even like the principles of personalities. If somebody's saying something, I mean, I can't, and, and anywhere, I can't get mad at them because, I mean, that's their opinion. I mean, I can accept people and I can accept what they say and I can accept what they do because I can't change them. And I tried so hard to change everybody. And, and I, of course, I think everybody's this a child, a child of an alcoholic. Try to hide it and pour it out. That doesn't help. They just go get more and then you don't have anything to eat. So. <laughs> so, I mean. Um, but my stepdad with him, he told me, there has been a boy born in my family in 14 years and I had a little boy. And. And he's the first grandchild also. And my stepdad told me when I was pregnant that um, he stopped drinking when the baby was born. When the baby was born. Not before, not after. When. It didn't happen. And he's he's still good with Lucas, but I wish, I wish he'd get sober. I wish everybody in the world would get sober, but <laughs> I can't change that. And... I can't make him stop drinking. Maybe he'll be, he, he may be like his dad and just one day decide that he's done with it. And with my mom, I've tried to get her to go to Al-Anon, but she's, she's in denial. I guess she grew up around it and that's the only thing she's ever known. And so, and, she thinks is what she said. I'm not going over there with all them women gossiping. That's not what they do, but I mean, she thinks, and, um, but she's, she's hard to be around because she's so, she's so, um, judgmental and she's in denial and anything he says goes. And they're struggling like financial wise right now. And they don't have money to do like, I guess they got enough money to live, but, I mean, she she cries all the time because they don't have a lot of money and stuff, but they still go spend $15 a day on liquor. I mean, it doesn't make any sense in my head. Maybe it does in hers. And, but, um, but, but it hurt, it still hurts me that my mom cries so much. And, like, I know... I know that I can't make her come, but maybe one day she will and she'll, she'll get this great feeling that we all have. Um, and she's so, she, um, the only time she talks to anyone that isn't a child or an alcoholic is when she's at work. And so like she has no other friends and that hurts me too because I mean, 
it scares me because she's bottling up everything inside and I did that and it's scary. And she's and she has no one to talk to. And um let's see. She's still getting used to the fact that I don't live with her anymore. Um that scared her, I think. I think it scared her more because I was taking the grandson. <laughs> but, um, let's see. This program is so special. I just want all of you to know that. And I've gotten so much from it. And, um, the steps. Okay. Those are some hard steps to climb. <laughs> I've I've tried to work the steps, but I'm having a lot of trouble with them. So I'm just keeping it simple and taking it slow, and one day I'll get it. But right now, and but right now, that what's helping me the most is the people and the slogans and stuff like that, the sayings and talking the people I can talk to and anonymity and um anonymity and what else am I looking for? Um the whatever you say in this meeting stays in this meeting and all that stuff like the anonymity. I know that I can go in there and I could say I murdered somebody and it'd be okay. <laughs> but um um I love Alatine. <laughs> I'm still scared about transitioning to Al Anon, but you're the same, just a little bit more grown up. <laughs> but if I know, I know if I don't do it soon, y'all gonna kick me out of Alateen, so. <laughs> um. This is scary. You lose everything you have to say when you get up here. Just tell y'all. <laughs> but, um, let's see. I like that it can be 3 o'clock in the morning and I can be thinking about something and I can call somebody and they don't care. They're not going to tell me they're sleeping. They don't want to listen to me. <laughs> um... And um, my dad's living with me now, as I said, and we talk a lot because he starts drinking and he has to talk. And um, I've learned a lot of things that I didn't know. And and for me right now, I think it's a good thing that because I'm learning more about my childhood than I know, like. I remember some of the stuff. Oh, I got a funny one. No. Um, me and my sisters woke up one Christmas at my mom and my stepdad's house. And there was a drunk laying in the floor. <laughs> That's how chaotic our lives had gotten. That my stepdad's friend was just in the floor right beside our Christmas trees. Our Christmas tree passed out drunk. And I think one of my sisters said, is that Santa Claus? <laughs> And it's not, and it's not funny. I mean, it, it wasn't funny then. It was just, 
weird. <laughs> I mean, it, and our lives have gotten that chaotic that stuff like that would happen and then <laughs> nobody would even take a second look at it. And, um, but my cousins came to live with us and that's been a hard thing. They came to live with us when they were four and 11 and they both have fetal alcohol effect and their mom was a crackhead. Like she was on crack really, really bad. And, um, and their dad, we got him before their dad died, but they're, because he was a workaholic. He worked so much that he lived, he'd leave his kids with one set of clothes at the babysitters for like three weeks. So mom just finally said, I'll take them because, so that they'd have a good home, I guess. But, but they, uh, their dad drowned when probably about four or five years ago. And it was right before. <laughs> Lamar, which is the um, oldest, the boy, right before his birthday, but and um, he he has been out in, in and out. Of, he's not he's about to be or just turned nineteen, like the day before yesterday or something, like July thirty first, and he just turned nineteen and he's already been in and out of jail, selling drugs, and I think my mom beats herself up over it, but. I, I mean, I, I honestly think she couldn't do nothing about it because she tried. And, <laughs> but he, um, and Heather, she's 12 now and she had a psych exam and she's 12, but she has the mentality of a six year old. And, um, she still lives with my mom. And that's been another hard thing is, being just three children to being five, that's a big jump. <laughs> and she, um, she's always been hard to live with because she lies. She lies. She could tell you that that wall is red. Just, just, I don't know why she'd tell you that, but she would. I mean, and I know that she doesn't mean to do these things that, I mean, she doesn't have mentality to not do these things, but, and she's, she's, um, getting to the age now where she should be starting Alateen. But it scares me because she only has the mentality of a six-year-old. And I don't know if she'll understand the program. And I don't know if, like, the anonymity and all the other stuff, that she'll understand all that. So, <laughs> um, let's see. But, so I have, I have two sisters that live with my mom and my stepdad. And, um, my two cousins. And then my dad's got a almost two year old, a 11 year old, and an eight, an almost 18 year old. So, about three different women. <laughs> but, and, but when he left for Florida the last time that he went, that was probably the hardest time he ever left because I did I, I understood. I didn't understand why he left, but I, I don't know how to explain it, but, um, but he left and he left to go live with his girlfriend and take care of her kids. And 
I still don't understand that. And I know he's an alcoholic and a drug addict, and I know that, and I know that he's thinking a whole different way than I think. But it still hurts when you leave your kids and your grandson to go raise somebody else's kids. And um, and all I can do is hope that one day that he'll be sober and clean again. And and I have to accept that he made those stupid decisions because he was using or he was drinking. But um, that's all. <laughs> I don't have anything else to make y'all. <laughs>